The mules are in the corral. Welcome to Mule Talk, and I'm Cindy K. Roberts, your host. On this episode of Mule Talk, we are live on location in Loveland, Colorado, at the Lucky Three Ranch, and I have been visiting with Meredith Hodges, who needs no introduction, and we have known each other for many, many years, and it is such a delight to finally get to see you. Meredith, thank you for coming on to Mule Talk. And thank you for being here at Lucky Three Ranch. I've wanted you to come and visit for so many years, and we've done so much stuff together. It's like, like, We've never been apart, really, but we've never been face-to-face, which is just amazing. This is awesome because it's like we're, we're, we're kindred souls, you know. It's almost like we share the same DNA, which can get kind of scary here. That's right. But, you know, with certain people, you do have that connection. You know, you're just like soulmates, and, and it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, there are certain people in the world that you just absolutely click with right away, and those are your true soulmates in the world. And it doesn't mean that you have to be face-to-face or anything like that that's pretty obvious with us we've been really close for a lot of years you know you've gotten a lot of my stuff you've seen a lot of my stuff I've got your books I think I've got just about everything you've ever done because starting with that cookbook way back in what was it 1983 or something oh my yeah back in the days and I both of us here (laughs) right right and I really didn't know how to cook back then as Sue Cole from Usamore convinced me that I needed to do a cook book for my first book (laughs) yeah but as long as you have a lot of support from people that do know how to cook they can give you recipes at work you don't need to learn how to cook you just need to learn how to read the directions (laughs) you know it works it works that's why it was a good book to do it was something we all have to face that's right we do we have to we have to go beyond our comfort zone and try to do new things all the time and by meeting with you I am so enamored by the work that you do your creativity your staff um, your schedule your organizational skills I mean this is really really very awesome and I have never met anyone in my life that has so much grit in one body Really? Not even true grit with John Wayne? (laughs) I mean, here I am on your ranch, and this is like a living Yellowstone TV series. I mean, this is the real deal. Yes, it is the real deal, and I got to say, I'm glad I've watched every episode of Yellowstone because I've sure learned a lot about how to keep this place, how to make it look nice, how to be able to keep things going and have the right people here, and that is really what it's all about. When you have people that have skin in the game and who really care about what they're doing and put their heart and soul into their jobs, and we work together as a family, we have rules, but they're they're very loose rules. It's really important to do that I'm not just a boss I am part of a big family here and every morning we have a morning meeting where everybody throws out their ideas and what's going on on the ranch what needs to be done how we want to do it who we want to hire if we have to have anybody come in from outside but over the years we've determined that a lot of this stuff that was happening 
before with production companies, distribution companies, call centers, and all these things that they say that you have to have um, in order to be successful really don't help you get successful at all. What's really important that you do is that you have an open mind, that you talk freely and openly and debate issues with your team and let everybody have the input because every single one of those people has their own creativity to offer and to put into the projects and with all of the things being put out there on the table then we could choose what's going to be best for the projects um, when you have people that say oh yeah I can do this for you maybe they're not going to do what's really you they have what's going on in their own head and, and what they want to produce and that's what they go after and I think one of the biggest things about when I was I spent a lot of years with production companies when I was on RFD TV and so we did 42 shows for television but they would come in here with production crews and cameras and lights and you know and then I'd get the bill and it was so high and and they would not let us just free shoot the cameras they go well you don't want to waste any tape and I'm going there is never any waste of tape when you're filming mules mules always have something to offer exactly yeah and as you well know you learn from them you get humor from them if you've got a sense of humor at all and they'll always give you something that's worth filming and it's worth a million bucks or it's completely priceless sure. and that becomes part of your library which gives you more things to look to for the future because when you're willing to be going beyond what's controlled and take what's coming in naturally and accepting it and being gratified by what you're getting at the time and start living in the moment then you get a lot more opportunities for the future um, we are producing a lot more things now than we did when we said oh we're going to do therapeutic writing documentary oh we're going to do one about bishop you know uh, we've done three more new ones here just since 2017 and they've got a lot more substance to them because we're using old footage that we just went out and took we take pictures of everything yes. we take photographs we take video we make sure that we have it in our library so if we think of a new project to do then we've got the video and photos to back it up because the uh, one thing that's really obvious is when I was doing all my show meals of course I had to get all of what they were doing on at the time on tape because they were getting older and it took probably 20 years to get them ready and prepped for the championship things that they accomplished so that's just once around with the mules and then it's done that's once around when you go compete against horses and you're there for the first time ever having a mule you know competing against horses those things don't happen over and over again right, right. so you can't go back and get it exactly and you know what really amazes me is that I, I did a walkthrough with you of of everything and your work is indexed you have uh, tables of contents everywhere and everything is marked labeled and it's stacked accordingly I mean you have sections and departments I am really really amazed I mean it's like we're on the same plane about things because uh, 
this this is all agreeable to the way that I do my stuff and mm-hmm. I am so so pleased that we do think alike I never realized how much that we do think alike I mean I I never showed to the extent that you did but your work is just phenomenal well thank you I think most people would call us anal <laughs> they would say we have a problem. Yeah, they would, but that's only because they have a problem trying to keep up with that kind of stuff, but they don't realize how easy it really is. It it becomes easier when you do stay organized, when you do stay up with content, right. Right. when you don't close yourself off and say, I'm only going to do this. Right. You know, yeah. Right. I, I just say, I get up in the morning and I go, you know, people might ask me, what are you going to do today? I don't know unless I look at my computer. I got to turn that on first. You know, I just can't get over. We were talking about social media and everything, and it really just struck a chord with me when I would uh, read something posted out there that was negative or or a myth or really bad truth about a mule or a donkey, and it really would hit me wrong. And then you taught me today, you just even said, don't even waste your energy, because I I used to try to waste my energy and teach people and say, I'm sorry, but you're wrong about that. But you taught me well. Well, I had the same problem for a long time. And that I, when I started all of this, I, my main mission has not changed. It's always I want to help people to have the best relationship with their animals that they can have, the most fulfilling uh, relationship with that they can have so they can not get into any resistant fights with them or anything teach them the resistance free way to everything and unfortunately that sounds like a marketing line and it probably is but the one thing that the lesson that was in it for me is I cannot change what other people are doing Exactly. and the only person I have any effect in change, changing is myself so all I can do is put out the information that I've learned over my 50 years with mules and what I have learned from them because they're the ones that taught me they're the ones that humbled me they're the ones that taught me a better way and I just like documenting things and putting things together and putting them out there for the public and sharing them because I believe that knowledge and education is not something that should be sold I think it's something to be shared oh so well said thank you thank you that kind of knowledge should come free that's what we should give to our children teachers should not be asking a great big uh pension or a great big wage or salary or anything like that you need to be working so that you're doing the best for the children to give them the tools to go into the future and carry on teaching their children and the children that come after that so that we can have a free country that can appreciate what every single citizen has to offer whether they're schooled educated or not people are only going to learn at their own rate and like we were talking today you know i get those negative comments too but a lot of it comes from people that don't know how to read very well so they they jump real quick and they, oh you're a scam you said it was for free but it isn't 
well, if you read the text, it says to put in the code name, you know. <laughs> but, you know, so all you can do is write back and tell them, well, maybe you forgot to put in the code name. But at the end of the day, you got to make sure that when you say that, you're not saying it in an offensive way or a retort or anything like that. Because at the end of the day, you need to live with yourself and how you handled it. Right. And right. And if you can be proud of yourself about the way you handled it, then you know you're doing your job. You're putting the information that you learned out there. You're giving it to people for free. It's up to them how to use it. Okay, now you are writing a song about mules. And I wrote a song years ago, the lyrics. I wrote the lyrics. And you, your lyrics, I heard those today. It's amazing. And now... you somebody or you are writing the melody i'm sorry what's going on with the melody of your song my videographer is also an avid guitarist and plays with bands all over colorado and uh so i wrote the lyrics for it and i was talking to blake his name is blake miller and uh blake miller and his brother write a lot of music and they've written a lot of the music behind the uh music videos that i have listed under training on my website and so i asked blake i said i'm having trouble i wrote the lyrics but i don't have a melody line for it and i said so will you will you kindly put a melody line together for me and then they got busy i was going to have them just do the song and let them play with their band and everything but we just couldn't pull that together so i told blake i said just give me the melody line and what i will do is i know how to write music so i will go ahead and take that melody line off of the ipad and put it on my piano and then trans transcribe it onto sheet music and then when I get the sheet music done then I'm going to uh, go ahead and write the accompaniment for 12 string guitar uh, 6 string guitar and uh, then take it to my keyboard and I've got all kinds of options on there the two I'm looking at is the banjo and the fiddle yeah. and I want to get them in there too and there may be other instruments on my keyboard I want to get into it too and when I've got all the different tracks done for the melody line to go ahead and go with the melody line, including me singing this song, there's going to be an audio track of me singing it too, um, then I'm going to put it all together and mix it on the keyboard and then take it over to my computer and we're going to make a music video out of it. And your piano, your Yamaha piano has a beautiful sound to it. Thank you for letting me play a few bars to Amazing Grace. Oh, yes, I love that song, and you yeah. sounded wonderful. Oh, thank <laughs> you. I, I was standing up. I normally don't stand up when I play the piano. It's easier if you're sitting down. <laughs> can we talk about the rodeo arena? Sure, we can talk about that. Uh, we have had a lot of plans, and we've developed the, in 2006, we took out the 501c3 uh, for the Loveland Long Ears Museum and Sculpture Park at Lucky Three Ranch. And uh, I've already collected a lot. I've got thousands of mule and donkey statues throughout the ranch. And we've probably got 26 full-size bronzes just outside. But we also have a lot of other things like 
plush animals and small little big statues, uh, banners, t-shirts, all this other stuff that we'd like to put into the museum. And they even want to do a Meredith Hodges corner where they're going to take my fancy boots and my fancy jackets and all my show pictures and put all those in there for posterity. At this point, I might mention people will be, what are you going to do when you die? What are your plans? Well, I, I told my attorney, I said, the cemeteries are pretty full, so... <laughs> So I don't think I want to go there. I never was big on crowds. So, <laughs> so I asked my attorney, I said, so what do I do? You know, I, I should be cremated. So where, what do I do with my ashes? You know, my favorite place is here on Lucky Three Ranch. And he said, well, I had a client that put their ashes into a bronze statue. So when Robin Laws did... Uh, Lucky Three Sundowner, she left room for me in the top hat, so that's where I will be when I am when I'm dead. Oh, that is so neat. Yeah, that, that is so cool. I'm just so glad to find out that you're not going to be in cement mixture of, of a hitching post. Oh no, I would not ever ever do anything <laughs> like that. However, we have poured a lot of cement around here because we had to, mostly for Chad's kids because they need a place to ride their scooters and their 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 Hot Wheels and their 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 rollerblades but anyway getting back to the museum itself it's getting kind of big we have a place a big vault in one of the warehouses where we're collecting trunks full of stuff to go into the museum at the same time i watched the 4-h club the little britches rodeo uh junior rodeo and a lot of these kids groups um that used to be down here at the lermer county fairgrounds and they had free access to the fairgrounds for their show their clinics and all their functions their meetings and then uh, the people came in to put the ranch out there by the highway which is the new upgraded fairgrounds and everything and they promised these kids that they could go over there and have use of that fairgrounds the same way and it works for a while but then they got uh, tempted by a lot of corporations and people that were coming in there to pay to use the facility so those people started getting preference over the kids and the kids lost their place to go so we feel that we can supplement that by building a rodeo arena slash museum on this property here and have a full functioning rodeo arena with bucking chutes and roping you know stanchions and even over the top of where the ropers would come out we're going to put a stage so we can have concerts here too so the lower level will be half and half it'll be half museum and half holding stock chutes to feed into the bucking chutes and the roping areas and everything and then the second uh, level will be on the floor arena arena and uh well i guess it would be it will drop down the second floor will be the stadium but the arena will be sunk in it so that we can get all the stock from the bottom into the bucking chutes into the roping areas and everything but the seating will be up at the level of the concert level so people will be able to see the concerts real well and then that's at one end of the arena at the other end of the arena we are going to put in a dance hall bar and it's going to have windows top to bottom and all the way along the whole width of the arena and the view out of those windows is going to be the Rocky Mountains 
and and then it'll have a staircase that goes up to a third level and the third level will be above the seating and it will have open windows all the way around to the outside or you can and it'll have little tables and chairs up there you can take your food and your drink up there and you can either look out the windows or you can look down into the arena and see what's going on in there so that project is uh, scheduled for five to ten years from now we have a, a certain amount of money we have to raise first of all to support the foundation when I'm dead sure. because my crew is going to carry on the same way they are now they're just awesome. gonna pluck me out and keep going the way they're going Good. and and then um, we need another 20 million on top of what we have to get sure to uh, go ahead for the foundation it'll be 80 we'll need another 20 million to go ahead and and build this arena we're talking about it's all laid out we know the property where we want to put it um, the county is putting in a four-lane road down there they want an easement of uh, I think they're saying 70 feet down on our property and where I'm fighting it on all other borders of my property that's the one border I will not contest because it would be to our advantage to have that kind of access for the traffic to come in to the rodeo arena oh, you bet you bet oh you know that this is awesome not only do you dream big but you do big I mean you just don't talk the talk and you know I'm so proud of you your work is just ongoing and your enthusiasm your energy level I just you know and and we just had a cheeseburger today yeah, okay. to think about. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> we weren't we weren't just having granola and fruit nuts and. <laughs> no, no, not of course not. But you know the thing is, yes, I dream big, and you know when I do that, I talk it over with my crew in the mornings, and go. we all dream big, and we don't know if we're ever going to hit the mark yeah we we yeah. if we can just hit the milestones along the way you know and and one day we'll say oh well we could do this you know today i mean this isn't expensive but it's kind of on the road to what we want to do then we just start doing the smaller pieces and they start falling into you know into the bigger projects and before you know it the bigger projects are already completed. Yeah. You know, like we started with uh, the idea of doing the old Western town and Steve shook me to the core because he goes, well, we're not in construction right now. What are we going to do? And he says, I got an idea. And I went, uh-oh. <laughs> you know? so and I love your Western storefronts out there, your Western yeah, front. See, you just spilled the beans because that's not what Steve told me. Steve says, you know, we got that that uh indoor or that outdoor exhibition arena out there and and that's about two acres he says can we build an old western town out there i went are you kidding me there's only five of us five of you guys and one of me taking care of the whole place can you imagine trying to take care of a whole western town you know i said but here's what i will do steve i said you can build an old western town front on the back of the equipment barn it's huge you should be able to get a lot there and he goes well then think of the name of the place and so we threw around some names and everything and we came up with the name aspen oh i love it i love it aspen okay so uh your morning meetings are over coffee 
which yes. I have to ask this magical question. What kind of coffee do you drink? I drink Folgers Colombian coffee, and every Friday, Chad brings donuts. Awesome. Colombian coffee, kind of like uh, Juan Valdez. Yeah, he brought the coffee beans down from the mountains, right? He did. And do you remember the Colombian Relief Program that they had years ago when they had the, the they had a big disaster down there? And uh, when they did, they needed a mule for their posters, for their Colombian Relief posters. And maybe CT was the mule they chose for, chose for the posters. See, I knew it. I knew it. Even through coffee, we're connected. Yes, I love it. Are. Yes, we are. <laughs> okay. Okay, so what drives you? Mules. Mules. I mean, it's like you're living, you're so blessed. You must be living according to God's plan. It's like, it's like you're spiritually driven. Well, I really am, and it's God telling me what I'm going to do next in my gut. And what I had to figure out was... How do I know if it's him talking or the devil talking and trying to lure me into something I don't want to do? Um, and first of all, the mules usually, if, if I'm doing the right thing, then they'll go along with me. And if we're not doing the right thing, then the mules disagree and they let me know about it in no uncertain terms. <laughs> and they're, my, they're good for that, aren't they? They really are. And the most telling thing is my gut hurts when it's the wrong thing. Yeah. When it's the right thing, I could not be happier. Well, I want to thank you again for a wonderful day and inviting me out here to your ranch. It's just been an awesome, awesome day to spend time with you. You're incredible. So I'm so proud of you. And thank you for coming on to Mule Talk. Well, thank you for coming. And like I said, and I will probably depart with these words, is that I have also determined that one is never too busy to see their friends. You make times for friends. You don't say, if I have time, you make the time for your friends. And that, those are words I live by. Those are words my grandmother told me a long time ago. Well spoken, my friend. Thank you. Thank you too, Cindy. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or a sponsor, send me an email. EveryCowgirlsDream at gmail.com. Gotta go. My mule is looking for me. Meal Talk is an Every Cowgirl's Dream production.